Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. I have felt the Holy Spirit all day long. Today I believe God desires to feed us from the wealth of his word. Did anybody come to get a word from heaven today? This is for someone who needs a word. This is for families who need a word. You know, one thing you cannot do is you can't give somebody an antibiotic for the flesh. If we could pray the flesh completely out of the church, how many of y'all know that'd be a great church? But the truth is, you can be saved and still battle the flesh. You can be saved and still be tempted, saved and still be wrestling with fear and doubt and depression and anxiety. And how about this, even mental illness. You can be saved and still wrestle with sickness. In fact, as long as you are saved, you're gonna always battle the flesh. The day you stop battling the flesh, you're gonna be one of two things. You're either gonna be in heaven or you're gonna be backslidden, come on. See, see the flesh, is real it deals with us it contends with spiritual issues and physical issues and mental issues but the good news is even in our battles and even in our weaknesses and even in our frailties god wants to use us every family here today has dealt with some kind of emotional issues the truth is in many of our families we've dealt with depression and mental illness and doubt Sometimes we don't have to look too far. Sometimes we can look in the mirror. Can I get a witness? But I want to tell you that the devil wants you to think that you can't be a witness in the weakness. And the enemy wants to tell you you can't have power in pain. But God is going to use you. And God is going to move in your life. And God is about to deliver a word that's going to set some people free. If you're ready, give God a praise in here. 2 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1. Now David said, Is there anyone who is left? Left of the house of Saul, that I may show kindness for Jonathan's sake. And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, At your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed he is in the house of Makur, the son of Emil, in Lodabar, the king David sent and brought him out of the house of Makur, and the son of Emil from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness 
for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul, your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself down and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to you your master's son all that belonged to Saul and all that belonged to his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him. And you shall bring in the harvest that is your master's sons may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Then Ziba said to the king, according to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who dealt, dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both feet. I want to preach for a few minutes, carried to the table. Aren't you glad that when you couldn't get to the king, When you were broken, when you were unable to get to the king, that the king got to you. Are you ready? Slip up your hands, Father. Release anointing in this house. Release a word over these people and over those watching my live stream. In Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a praise now. Give the Lord a praise. Carried to the table. I'm glad for a God that will carry me to the table. When I can't get there, he'll get me there. When I can't make it on my own, he'll get me there. When I'm too weak, he'll get me there. I was taken by the first several words of this text in chapter, in this chapter, chapter nine. I was taken by the inception of these words. The Bible says in 2 Samuel 9, 1, now, David said, is there still anyone who is left? I was absolutely transfixed by that thought. David said, is there anyone who is left? Left means remaining. Left means still here. Have you ever had seasons and times in your life when you felt like you were the one that was left? Seemed like others had moved on, but you were left. Still fighting the same battle. Still dealing with the same mess. Still struggling with the same issues. Seems like others moved on, but you are left feeling stuck, feeling frustrated, wondering why it's going the way it's going. And sometimes we wrestle emotionally and we fight fear and depression because we feel like we've been left. We feel like he left us, Pastor. He left me and I'm not over it. He told me I was exquisite. 
He told me that I was everything, but, but I've been left, Pastor. She left me. I thought this one was forever. I thought this one meant that we would be together forever, but, but she left me, Pastor. I, I, feel, I feel like I've been left. My friends have left. They've moved on. They're in a different place in life, but my life hasn't changed. I'm still here. I feel like I've been, I've been left. I feel like I've been left. You know, I used to have it. I used to be confident. I, I used to feel like I could, it was unstoppable. I, I feel like I used to feel like I was secure, but, but I lost it. It left me. Have you ever felt left? Have you ever had seasons where you felt like you were left? Sometimes we fight for our lives emotionally because though we put on a great facade, we are having trouble contending with the reality that we feel like we are left. Have you ever wrestled with the fact that you felt like you were left? Life is going on, but you still feel like I'm here and I've been left. Some of you are, are here today and I want to go a little further. You're here and you're saying, Pastor, I'm still in the house with him. I still live with him. I still eat with him, but he left me a long time ago. I'm still sharing a bed with her. We still share a home together, but she left me a long time ago. I'm in his presence, but he's not here. I'm in her presence, but she is not present. They, they left. <laughs> David said, is anyone left? I, I guess I came to church today to propose the question, have you ever been left? Is there anyone who's felt like you are left? Let's roll even a little bit deeper because we really need to understand the text within context because you can understand the word left to mean that I've been left. I've been left behind. Somebody left me. Somebody abandoned me. But if you really define the word left here within context, left means to survive. Left means I'm still living. In this text, it means I survived. Every other descendant of Saul is gone, but, but Mephibosheth survived. He's struggling, but he survived. He had problems, but he survived. He's been through situations, but he survived. Tell your neighbor, I'm still here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I survived what some folks didn't make it through. I made it through what killed some people. I, I'm still here. I survived what killed others. And maybe I don't look like much to you, but the fact that I'm still here tells me that God is real. Tell your neighbor again, say, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, Mephibosheth was broken, but in spite of it all, he was still there. And many of you are like me. You can't say that you've escaped life unscathed. You can't say that everything has been easy and every season has been without dilemma or problem or wounding or pain. You can't say you haven't been through trouble, but still you are here still you are left still you are surviving still you made it sometimes you don't know how to praise God because you've forgotten what you made it through you've forgotten that you are still here in spite of what you've been through you made it I'm still here see there's a lot of reasons I praise him but some of the reasons I have to praise him is because I made it through even when the devil thought he was going to destroy me I made it through. Somebody give God a praise if you made it through. 
Don't, don't, don't miss what the text says. David said these words. He, he said, is there anyone left from the house of Saul? He said, is there anyone left? Even if you're battling emotionally right now, even if you're wrestling with depression, even if the devil is trying to bear down on you and tell you that you're going to live in darkness and you won't see your reality improve, I've come to let you know that you are still left and if you are still here, here, then God still has a plan. I love this. I love this text because David said something here. He said, is there anyone still left? See, we can't stop right there because if we stop right there, we'll do an injustice to the text. If we stop right there, we don't understand the the, the totality of what David was saying. David said six more words. He said, is there anyone left from the house of Saul that I may show kindness to him? Listen, that I may show him kindness. Some of you have been left and you're still surviving and maybe you're wrestling with feeling depressed and, and maybe your situation has tried to drain the life out of you. But I believe you need to hear me because I've come with a word. The Lord spoke to me this week. You see, you have to keep reading. Don't stop at being left because the king said, is there anyone left that I may show kindness? Kindness to him. See, I have a word for you. For everyone who's been left, get ready. The king is about to show kindness to you. Oh, I need you to praise him if you believe it. Yes, yes, the king's not done with you. You may have been through trouble. You may have felt rejected. You may have been through trial. You may feel like you've been living in a tough existence. But if you're still here, God's still got a plan. And if God's got a plan, it's a good one. Hallelujah. God is for you. He's not against you. The king is on your side. The king loves you. The king has a place and a plan. The king may have a process, but baby, let me tell you, when you get through it, everything the king promised you shall come to pass have you ever felt left have you ever felt abandoned or forsaken have you ever felt like man I survived it and I went through it he's left but he's damaged he's left but he's struggling Mephibosheth is lame in both his feet you see what we do is often we throw damaged and broken things away if it's damaged we don't want it if it's broken, we discard it, but not God. God places a premium on brokenness. The Bible said that a broken and a contrite heart, he will not despise. The enemy has you here in your mind and maybe you're feeling like you're damaged goods today. You may be here and you may be thinking because of what you've been through, because of what was done, you've done, or what was done to you. Your purpose is now canceled out. You feel broken, but I need to tell you today that God is on your side and the King has a plan for you. I want to reveal to you several dynamics concerning the story of Mephibosheth. This is a message of healing and hope for all who've been dropped and damaged. Here he was dropped and damaged, but he was still destined and he was still delivered. And even if you've been dropped and damaged and you're wrestling with depression, you're wrestling with fear, you're wrestling with anxiety or mental illness, 
I want to blow the trumpet in Zion and tell you that God is greater than what you've been through and God is greater than your dilemma and you can overcome depression and you can overcome the attacks of the enemy. Now let's look at the life of Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth got damaged when he was a little boy. See, a lot of times that's when our trouble starts. It starts when we're little. It starts when we're children. And see, the thing about the devil is this. The devil only works in two realms. The devil works in the past and he works in the present. He works in the past and that's why he's constantly releasing condemnation over your life and telling you you're not good enough. He works in the past and he uses things that happen to you against you. So he works in the past and he works in the present. And when he gets in your ear in the present, he'll tell you that you're not good enough. You're unworthy. You'll never make it. He fills your life with fear. He fills your life with anxiety. He fills your life with doubt. And he's using your past against you. He's using things that happen to you against you. And here Mephibosheth is. He's damaged because of what happened to him in his past. He's damaged because of what happened to him when he was just a small child his problem was from something that happened in his then and it is robbing him of his now it happened way back then but it's robbing him of his now some of you in this room are missing out on your now because you are trapped in your then and even though your then even though your now looks better than your then your then is stopping you from enjoying your now you're not where you used to be you're not who you used to be the people that messed you up can't touch you anymore but they have damaged you in such a way that now you are letting your then rob you of your now but I came to tell somebody that no weapon that is formed against you shall be able to prosper and it doesn't matter what happened then the God who is your God is great right now here he is he's not even who he used to be and he's wrestling and he's fighting and he's living in a land called Lodabar. He's scratching out some meager, pathetic existence. A king's son. Lodabar means the low place. It means pastureless. It means a desert place. Depression and anxiety will always take you to the low place. Depression and anxiety will always keep you low. And the devil wants to keep you low. The devil doesn't want you to believe that your future is bright and God's plan is secure. Now, like Mephibosheth, there are people in this room, you're living in a shack. You're a king's son. You've been redeemed by the blood, but in your mind, you're living in a shack. You're laying on the floor when you need to be sitting at the table because you've been held captive by your then. You can't enjoy your now. You can't embrace your now. You can't live joyfully in your now because you're trapped by your then, and your then is affecting your now. That's why you can't be affectionate to this wife because what happened in a marriage before, this is why you can't love your children the way you need to love your children because of the way that you were treated. That's why you can't last in a marriage or hold down a job. It's your then. 
that that's why you can't stay faithful. It's your then. It's why you can't praise the Lord because you don't feel worthy to praise the Lord. You can't worship the Lord because your then is robbing you of your now. You want to praise him. You want to worship him. But the devil sneaks up on you and tells you you got too much junk. You got too many issues. You got too big of a past. It's your then. You want to serve, but your then is keeping you back. You should be on the worship team, but your then is holding you back. You should be walking in power. You should be over it, but the devil whispers in your ear and he tells you you're going to be bound by that for the rest of your life but oh I came child of God I came to tell you he that the sun sets free is free indeed and there is nothing that the enemy can do to you to cause you to be bound by your then if you don't let him God is not intimidated by your then and through the blood there is nothing in your then that can nullify your now I'm going to say that again. God is not intimidated by your then. And through the blood of Jesus, there is nothing in your then that can nullify your now. If you believe that, give God a praise today. Tell your neighbor, no matter what, no matter what they did, no matter what they said, no matter what, how they acted, they may have walked out, they may have hurt you, they may have abused you, but you gotta put that in the rear view mirror. You gotta stop looking back because you you're not going that way. God has a fresh plan for your life today. I don't care who you are. I don't care. I don't care what your background is. You might be a drop addict, a dropout, or a dope addict. But I'm telling you, God can change your life. I don't care if you what school you matriculated from, how educated you are, or how low you feel, or how high you feel. I don't care what the enemy has brought against you, or how much you've struggled. There are. Uh, I said I don't care how much you've struggled. There are folks in this room who were worse off than you. Y'all help me. I don't care how bad it's been, somebody in the room has had it worse than you. I don't care how high you had to climb to get out of your pit, somebody had to climb higher than you are. He did. And if God did it for them, he can do it for you. Oh, Jesus, you never know the story of the people who are sitting around you. You never know the complexity of their life. You never know the perplexing situations that they tunneled their way out of with the help of the Holy Ghost. You don't know the people that are sitting around you that were suicidal, that were depressed, that were ready to quit and give up. But the Lord showed them that there was a better way and there was a plan for their life. His grace can crack the code. Now, if you're hooked on being depressed and you're hooked on walking in fear, you, you, you may not like this message very much. But if you're hungry for transformation, I've come to tell you that God is able. The Bible said in Hebrews 7.25, Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost, uttermost, those who come to God through him. The uttermost means to the full extent. That means his grace extends beyond your then. There are those who've suffered the pain of abuse as a child, and the devil wants to rob you of your now by convincing you to dwell among the tombs of the past. I identify, I understand that kind of abuse, but let me tell you something. You've got to know that you don't have to dwell among the tombs of the past. Mephibosheth's feet, watch this, were shattered when somebody he trusted dropped him. 
What do you do when somebody you trust, somebody who should have took care of you, is the one who dropped you? This nurse should not have dropped him. What had happened? There was a war between the house of Saul and the house of David, and David's house finally won this war. So this nurse, he, he's a, this Mephibosheth is a grandchild of Saul. His nurse takes him as a baby, and she is fleeing. And while she is running away, she drops him. Him, and she damages his feet. His feet are damaged. And if you define the name Mephibosheth, you trace it. His name means shattered. And here he is. He was lame in his feet because somebody he trusted dropped him. Have you ever had anybody you trusted drop you? Have you ever had anybody you were counting on drop you? More than his feet were shattered, he was shattered. It shattered his life. It shattered his purpose. And there are some of you watching me right now. And your life has been shattered because somebody dropped you when you were small. Your life has been shattered and you can't walk in the fullness of what God has for you today because you've been shattered. Somebody you trusted dropped you. That parent dropped you. That, 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 that sister or brother dropped you. That uncle or aunt dropped you. Some of you have been dropped by a husband, dropped by a wife, dropped by a relationship. And the devil's trying to tell you now you're no good because you're shattered. There's not a place at the table for you. But I came to release hope today to tell you that the Lord is on your side. May, may, maybe some of you have been shattered some of you are weeping you, you you put on a good facade and nobody really knows what you've been through but reality is some of you here today you're in this room and you've been shattered because somebody you trusted dropped you and it affects everything you do and everything you are you can't trust the way you need to trust because you evaluate every person and every relationship based on what hurt you the last time and who did you wrong the last time. Some of you here today have trouble trusting anybody because you've been dropped. You can't trust this mate because of your last mate. You can't trust your children. You can't trust your friends. You're always trying to look behind the scenes saying, what's going on? What's the angle here? Are they going to hurt me? Are they going to take advantage of me too? Are they going to drop me too? You, some of y'all can't trust this pastor because your last pastor was a mess. Come on, some of y'all can't trust this pastor because you wonder what's up with Jim Rayleigh. Is he, is he messing around? Does he got something going on the side? What's it, you can't trust me. You, some of you are depressed and you're full of anxiety. You walk in fear, never experiencing victory because you refuse to allow anybody to pick you up. You refuse to allow anybody to love you because you feel unworthy and you feel worthless and you feel like I'm too damaged and I'm too messed up and I've got too many issues, but I'm preaching this message to you to tell you that God is able to heal you. He's able to pick you up. He's able to give you a new beginning. He's... Even if you've been shattered, you're here today and you never really experienced victory, not totally. You never experience real complete and lasting joy. And I'm not saying you're not saved. You're in the kingdom, but you're in conflict. You're in the kingdom, but you're in conflict with what happened to you. 
You're in the kingdom, but you're in conflict with your past. You're delivered, but you're damaged. You're delivered, but you're depressed. You're delivered, but you're not victorious. You still have that victim mentality. And as long as you're a victim, the enemy is winning. But Jesus did not die. He did not shed his blood. He did not lay in a tomb and raise on the third day so that you could live as a victim. He raised from the dead so that you could become more than a conqueror. You walk in fear. I'm not saying you're not saved, but that damage is affecting you, every relationship you have. But I came as a spiritual father to talk to somebody and tell you that it's time to move on. You will never be free to come to the table and enjoy your now until you make up your mind. Are you ready for this? To forgive whoever dropped you along the way in your then. Oh, I, I fear. I said you will never be free to come to the table and enjoy your now until you learn to forgive the person who dropped you along the way in your then. Some of you think your unforgiveness empowers you. I can't let this go, Pastor, because my unforgiveness is empowering me. I'm letting them know my unforgiveness is my power. No, your, your, your unforgiveness is not empowering you. Your unforgiveness is imprisoning you. Because as long as you walk in unforgiveness, the enemy has you. You're still rehearsing it. You're still thinking about it. You're still talking about it. And there are people that you will forgive. And listen, they may not want your forgiveness or they may not desire your forgiveness. But when you forgive them, you can say it ain't about you anyway. I'm not forgiving you because you deserve it. I'm forgiving you because I deserve it. I wish I could find real people. I'm not forgiving you because you deserve it. I'm forgiving you because I deserve it. I deserve to be free from what you did to me. I deserve to walk in liberty from what you, I, I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for my children. I'm doing it for my marriage. I'm doing it for my future. I'm doing it for my grandchildren. I don't empower you another day. I just forgive you. Because here's what I know. As long as you carry it with you, you'll never be free. And here's what happens. Hurt people hurt people. Help me, Jesus. If you don't forgive, you'll carry it and you'll wind up hurting others because we respond out of our pain. We respond out of our experience when we need to respond out of our healing and out of our redemption and out of our salvation and out of our victory in Jesus. Because here's the truth, if you don't forgive, you will carry it and wind up hurting others. And here's what I want you to understand, you can't fix yourself by breaking someone else. Did you hear me? 
I've watched people in pain. They think they're fixing themselves by hurting somebody else. I want you to understand something. You need to, in the name of Jesus, forgive whoever did you wrong and say, I'm not empowering you another day to hurt me. Now, what does that mean? There are some people that you forgive and maybe a relationship can be restored. I'm speaking to you transparently. I'm speaking to you honestly. Some people you forgive and that relationship is, is restored. But then there are some people that you forgive and they are toxic. And so you can forgive them, but that doesn't mean you restore your relationship with them the way that it was. Meaning, can I talk to somebody? I'm not going to empower you to do again what you did to me before. I forgive you, but understand we'll never be the same. You'll never have that power over my life again. You'll never do to me as an adult what you did to me as a child because it's a new season in my life. You'll never do to this woman what you did to that girl. I forgive you, but you're too toxic to be in my life. Some of the depression that you're dealing with, some of the anxiety that you're dealing with, is because of the unresolved things that you have not given to God and you have not forgiven that person. Today is your day of deliverance. See, I love this. Because the king sent his servant, Ziba, watch this now, to raise Mephibosheth up and carry him out. Whew. Now remember, Mephibosheth was living in the land of Lodabar. It's a dark situation. It's a dank situation. It's dry. It's despicable. Nobody wanted to be from Lodabar. It's an awful place where this boy is living. He didn't really belong there. But he was there nonetheless. He didn't belong there, but he was there nonetheless. He had stayed in that position so long, he didn't even talk about it anymore. And some of you have wrestled with things for so long that you think this is your lot in life. You've gotten used to where you are. You've gotten used to the pain, used to the rejection, used to the hopelessness, used to the depression, used to feeling anxiety, waking up worried, going to bed worried. You've gotten used to it. And here's what I know. The devil wants you comfortable in your conflict. The devil wants you living in such a way where you say, I've been this way so long, this is all that it will ever be. The devil wants to make you say, this is it. My life is over. I'll never know victory or joy or peace. I'll be bound by depression. I'll be bound by anxiety. But what did the king do? The king sent the servant Ziba, and Ziba picked him up and carried him out. I'm glad for a God that didn't just pick me up. I remember when I was down, y'all, I remember being 20 years old and almost suicidal. I remember wondering what in the world is going on with my life. This is not what I thought it would be. I remember wanting to give up, wanting to quit, but I remember the night when Jesus picked me up. I remember when he picked me up and brought me out. David said, he brought me out of the miry clay. David said he had to get way down to pick me up, but he picked me up. But I, I love this text because the Bible said not only did he pick Zeba up, he brought him out. I'm glad for a God that brings me out of what I used to be in. He'll bring you out of that depression. He'll bring you out of that past. He'll bring you out of that abuse. He'll bring you out of that divorce. He'll bring you out of that abandonment. 
I need somebody who believes that God can still pick you up and bring you out. Give the Lord a praise. The devil is a liar. He wants you to give up. But the truth is, there's some of you here today, you know you're just like me. Where would you be if Jesus hadn't picked you up and brought you out? You'd still be lost. You'd still be crying. You'd still be in a mess. You wouldn't be left. You wouldn't be surviving. You wouldn't be here today. But didn't he pick you up? Didn't he bring you out? Didn't he carry you through? Oh, hallelujah. Anybody glad of that fact today? The king not only has the power to pick you up, but he has the power to bring you out. That means you don't have to regurgitate and repeat and constantly what happened to you in the past. Your family that you have right now doesn't need to be just a picture of what you came out of. You can break the depression. You can break the fear. You can break the poverty. You can break the problem and say it may have been there, but it ain't gonna make it here because I break it in the name. Jesus so here he is maybe you're like him you've lived this way so long you, you, you're almost used to it you're comfortable with it but I want to tell you something young lady this is your time to be carried out Mephibosheth is in a beautiful place with an ugly problem. His position has changed, but his condition stayed the same. He was still struggling, still had issues, still depressed, still full of anxiety. He was delivered but he was damaged. He's in the house, and in verse seven, David had looked at him and said, man, I'm gonna bless you. You're gonna come to my table. You won't want for nothing. I'm gonna treat you just like a son. I'm gonna treat you like part of my family. It doesn't matter that you were dropped and damaged. It doesn't matter to me that you got a past. It doesn't matter to me who your daddy was. It doesn't matter to me that your granddaddy tried to kill me. It doesn't matter to me that you are damaged and you can't bring nothing to the table that I need. I'm just bringing you to the table because I love you and and I've got a plan for you and I want to bless you. I'm just bringing you to the table. Somebody needs to hear me. Jesus isn't bringing you to the table because you have anything to offer him. He's not bringing you to the table because he needs you. He's not bringing you to the table because he ain't Jesus without you. But the fact that he is Jesus and he is the Messiah and he is the way maker and he is the great compassionate savior that makes him bring you to the table even if you're damaged. So the king looks at him and said, I'm going to bless you now. I'm going to favor you now. I'm going to take care of you. You're going to eat at my table like a son. You're going to be at my table. You, you don't have to go back to Lodabar. You don't have to be shattered anymore. You don't have to live in the pain of your past. Come on to my table. There's a place for you. So he's sitting there in the floor. 
Because the Bible said he prostrated himself. He, he, he lays down on the floor. And he bowed himself. And he said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? Don't miss it. Don't miss how complex this situation is. The king has sent someone to get you in your trouble. You couldn't get to him, so he sent someone to you. You felt unworthy to come to his house, so he sent someone to you. When you weren't fit to live, when you were struggling, when you were at the bottom of the bottom, when you were at the absolute rock of despair, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to you. He, he came to you when you couldn't get to the king. The king said, I'll send conviction to you. I'll send hope to you. He carries Zeba does. Mephibosheth into the house and Mephibosheth just hears this great proclamation of promise from the king I'm going to take care of you you'll never want for anything then he Mephibosheth verse 8 bowed down and said what is your servant what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog his eye, even in the presence of the king, even though he had been picked up and carried out, even though he had been brought in, even though he had received a promise, he still felt like a dog. He still acted like a dog. He's still consumed with depression. He's still overcome with anxiety. He's in the king's house. He has promises from the king, but his own struggle is overwhelming him. And that's what the devil wants to do as it relates to your Christian walk. Mephibosheth says, in essence, why would you want me? Why do you even want me? I have nothing to offer you. There are folks here today, you're so depressed. You're feeling less than. You feel like saying to the Lord, why would you even want me? He didn't want me. She didn't want me. He didn't think I was worth anything. I grew up, my own parents didn't really want me. Why would you want me? You're the king, why do you want me? Do you know what's wrong with me? Do you know how many issues I have? There's some of you right now, you're a young lady and you think your past is disqualifying you from knowing happiness and knowing joy and knowing a home. But I came to let you know today, God's got a plan for your life, little sister. Little daughter in the Lord, don't you give up. I wanna tell you, mother, don't you give up. Dad, don't you give up. I'm a dog. I'm a dog king. Why? Why do you even bother with me? He was in the house, but he didn't feel worthy to enjoy the blessings. He was in the house. He just wasn't at the table. How many people come to church every Sunday? They're in the house. They just ain't at the table. I could never know victory. I could never know joy 
My past is too polluted. My struggle, I've been hurt too bad. I've had too many issues, too many problems, too much pain. And some of you in this room don't feel worthy to enjoy the blessings of the table. The king has said to you, if you'll trust me, I'll let you live in houses you didn't build. I'll give you food that you didn't make or grow. I'll make a way for you, but you know you're here in this room. You know you're in the building, you're in the, you're in the, you're in the house, but you're just not at the table. You're at the house, but you're, you're just letting your past, you're letting what was done to you keep you from the table. I, I know you got to watch your image. I know you got to be worried about what people think about you. You can't look too desperate to get to the table but sometimes you have to cross over and get past your image and say I, if I gotta cry a little bit today I'm gonna cry but I got I got to get to the table who am I king that, that, that you would be concerned with such a dead dog as I. One of my great assignments in life, look at me, is to convince you, you ain't a dog. If I can never convince you that you're not a dog, that you are not going to live the life of a dog, you're here today, some of you are trying out, trying to figure out every way that you're not worthy. You're trying to tell me all the reasons that you can't have what you thought you wanted. You're trying to tell me, you say, well, Pastor, you don't know. I need to, I need to talk to you privately. Here are my issues. And you're trying to tell me all the ways that you're not worthy and all the issues that you have and all the while that you're saying that the king has set a table for you. All the while that you're telling me you're not worthy, God has set a table for you. He said, if you'll just get up off the floor, if you'll just quit acting like a dog, if you'll put your past in behind you, I'll set you up into a new season beyond anything you dreamed or imagined. I just got to get you off the floor. I just got to raise you out of your depression. I gotta, I gotta get you to a place where you stop second guessing my goodness. I've been calling you for a while, I hear the Lord say. Tell him, son. Tell him, Jim. I've been calling you for a while, I hear the Lord say, but I'll keep calling you till you realize that you're not a dog. I'll keep calling you till you realize that even if you were dropped and damaged, you are still destined to be delivered. I'll keep calling until you're ready to get out of the floor. 
and come to the table. Some of you, man, this goes all the way back. It goes all the way back to when you were a child. I've had some of that stuff. And I've had to say, Lord, I'm not going to live like a dog. I'm coming out of the floor. And I'm gonna, not going to let my then <laughs> rob me of my now. Hear me in this house. You don't have to be the repeat of what you come out of. The devil doesn't want you to know it. But there's deliverance in this room today. Even if you feel damaged, even if you're struggling, there's deliverance for you today. Mephibosheth got to the table for one reason. He was carried to the table. And I want to tell you today, come on, Courtney. Jesus is here. The king has set a table and he wants to carry you to the table. Sing, honey. Carried to the table. 
God's bringing people to the table right now. Swept away by his love. Hallelujah. Anderson. Anderson wasn't raised in church, but look at him today on our staff, changing lives. I'm trying to tell you that God has a place at the table for you. No matter what you've been through, here's the power. Let's don't, let's don't get distracted. There were times, I'm sure, that Mephibosheth felt unworthy. And there are times when you'll get to the table and you'll feel like, man, I shouldn't even be here. But if you'll take a minute and look under the table, you'll realize that in this house, Everybody's feet are damaged. None of us got here without being carried. If you know he carried you, I want you to stand up and give God a praise right now if he carried you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I worship you, Lord. 
I worship you, Jesus. I lift my hands. Hallelujah to your name. Mephibosheth may have still had problems, but he never went back to Lodabar. Maybe you're here today. You're dealing with depression. You're dealing with anxiety. Maybe you were dropped. Maybe you feel left. Maybe you feel damaged. But if I can just get you to the table today, you're going to realize that the Lord is for you. People call me a shepherd. Today, I'm a shepherd to the shattered. People call me a bishop. How about I be a bishop to the battered? How about I tell people that he'll feed you in spite of what you've been through? That there's a place at the table for you. Now in first service, we had an unbelievable time. We had honesty and transparency. If you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I need to come to the table. I'm dealing with depression. I'm dealing with anxiety about my future. The enemy constantly keeps me in an emotional upheaval. If that's you, as Courtney sings this song, if you want to walk, you don't want to just be in the house, but you want to be at the table, I want you to come right here to the front if you're dealing. Sing it, honey. Begin to move across the room. Begin to move across the room. Stand right here in the front. Come on, Pastor, come on. Somebody raise your hands and worship the Lord. Carry to the table. Hallelujah, Jesus. Swept away by his love. I don't see my brokenness. And I don't see my brokenness anymore. When I'm seated at the table of the Lord, I'm carried to the table. God's about to break depression. God's about to deal with anxiety. Some of you are sitting, you're, you're, you're caught between should I go or should I stay? I want to tell you something. The very fact that he was damaged and shattered was the thing that actually saved his life. It got him to the table. The devil doesn't want you to know it, but the very thing that you've been through is going to be the catalyst that gets you to the table today. So if you're ready to walk in freedom, I want you to come right here to the front. Come on, sing it, babe. Carry to the table. Come on, slip up your hands as people. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at Calvary, you can give online at calvaryofl.com or you can use our app. We hope this message encouraged you to experience the spirit, embrace the lost, and live the life. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon.